Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Board Gamer Podcast. My name is Tim and sorry for the delay on this episode. I was working on my car and then painting the front door of my house. And around all that time I was just playing um, The Division 2 so I didn't even contemplate getting around to the podcast. It, it wasn't really uh, something of my concern with all that going on. I really just wanted to play games because I don't during the week. So... This week I wanted to discuss a couple things. I wanted to discuss um, my completion of Link's Awakening in Concrete Genie. Um, my opinion so far on The Division 2 as I'm currently playing it. And then I want to talk about the Arkham series. Um, some news from the original creator of Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft. Uh, the CEO of Ubisoft and his recent uh, comments about Breakpoint. So we'll start with Link's Awakening. A phenomenal recreation of the original if you've ever seen how the old one looked you'll look at the new one and just think it's a brand new game that just got launched which it is but if it never launched initially back in the day you wouldn't think twice that this game was a recreation of something else you would just think oh wow a new legend of the zelda game this is really cool and it is back in the day when those games were originally going on they were very challenging because there were a lot of puzzles there was a lot of uh hunting around trying to find things a lot of backtracking which I found that a lot I never actually beat any of the old ones the first one I ever beat was um with the boat oh my god holy shit <laughs> what was the one with the boat um Wind Waker that is my favorite one of all time because that's actually the first one I beat. But I also like the style of it and how it controlled it. I think it was during the GameCube era. So that was the one I first beat. And then I did beat um, Ocarina of Time later. But Majora's Mask I never got around to because of the moon and its mechanics on how it affected the world and how you played that drove me nuts, and I can never beat it. I only watched my brother play it and beat it because I couldn't get through it. I couldn't understand it. It was just, it was too much, especially as young as I was then. I just couldn't get around it. But Ocarina of Time I got because there wasn't a like time mechanic to it. Um, and Wind Waker is my favorite. Hands down, I always believe that. So when I was playing Link's Awakening, I realized just how hard the old ones were. I didn't realize it was going to be such a, a challenge for me. Um... I have to admit, and this makes me feel bad, but I did use the guide sometimes on some areas because I just couldn't figure out where do I go. With the exchanging of items that you need to progress through the game that I couldn't get, and then how to complete getting the uh, ocarina so you could play songs and do more. Those I couldn't get. And I actually stopped for a while because I needed to get it and I was like how do I you know I had to wake up a bird and bring it back to life so I had to find the song and that brings creatures back to life or beings dead back to life I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know where to go I was completely at a loss so what I ended up doing was going to the guide and finding out how to get the song which required me to get the um the uh ocarina and I honestly could not figure out what I was doing or where I was going <laughs> so I use the guide kind of frequently and I feel bad for it but you know what back in the day they made guides so accessible and I know people bought them because I know we have them in our house and we have a few guides 
I know we have a couple Pokemon guides because that game is so big. I think with Link's games, you can, Legend of Zelda games, you have to kind of have some guide to them because of how complex and lengthy they are and how many turnarounds you have to go through. I know with Ocarina of Time, it's a lot of backtracking. So it's just a, a staple mechanic of the originals, which I, I enjoy it. It's fun because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, go here, do this. Oh, now I got this. I can go unlock here. Okay, now I get this through. Okay, now I got to stop here. I got to go back and do that. You know, it, but the, trying to figure out where you have to go was was why I needed the guy. I just couldn't get through myself. And like I said, the first one I did was Link's Awakening. Well, not uh, Wind Waker, and that was very straightforward. There's not a lot of backtracking, and if there was, it was kind of obvious where you had to go. Uh, do I recommend Link's Awakening? Hell yeah, it's a great game. If you love the original old Legends of Zelda games, you'll love this one because it is just a flawless recreation of it. Um, style and mechanics are perfect. Everything looks beautiful. First off, the game just looks amazing. And it handles like a gem, like a brand new game. So I definitely recommend that one. The next one is Concrete Genie. Uh, not only I, but my mom also played it and beat it. And first off, when you start playing, it's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. The control mechanics where you have to move with the, the gyroscopic um, gyroscope in the controller to get the game going. <clears throat> that is interesting and, and, and difficult to get used to at first, but it is, is really simple after you get about, I don't know, maybe an hour or two in, you start getting a feel for it. Um, they make it seem like it's this big to-do to grasp how to do it at first, but when you get into it, it's it's a lot simpler than it, it seems. The game is beautiful. The uh, art mechanics in it are phenomenal. Um, me and Mom both agree it's great. She suggested that it would probably be a good idea to have an open-world one or one that's bigger to allow for more creation like that. So I hope that developers of that game do a open world or like a larger scale Concrete Genie 2 because I think that'd be really neat. Um, the story was sad but also relatable. Um, a kid being bullied whose only solace in life is art um, has it taken away from him by the bullies and this magic comes and allows his art to be alive and allows his brush to paint the world and fight off this like darkness i don't really know um what it was supposed to be but it is a a very good concept it's a very good you know sorry about that it's a very good like dark and light um standard fight but the, the way they handle it with the art is just, it's stunning. And once you've painted the world and you go around after you've beat the game, it just looks amazing. All the vibrant colors, everything blow, glows and pops. It's it's beautiful. I think that game alone should be played just for the artistic side. And if you take the time, like I didn't do, I think Mom did, she took the time to, to collect all the stuff in the game, so all of the... Uh, <clears throat> ways to make genies all of the pieces to create art which you absolutely have to do you absolutely have to do that that's not something you can just like you know avoid and do later um 
different types of genies, the different bodies, styles, the different uh, extensions off of them to, to create them and remodel them. Um, you have like a full arsenal of tools to create a world and genies that showcase your genius when it comes to art. And it, it's a very it's a very beautiful game. That's that's really all I can say. I, I'm going around in circles. It is beautiful, and the uh, story is breathtaking. I, I don't know. I don't want to say beautiful for the fifteen thousand time, but it got me in the feels because I know it's like growing up and having bullies. So <clears throat> having that artistic side to express yourself and having taken away, and then realizing that bullies are just people who have gone through hardships and they don't know how to express themselves so their way of expressing themselves is by being bullies and that's not right and that's not like a condoning of it but it's just showing that you know people cope with things different ways so being the way they were in the game was just their means of coping with their life and how shitty it was which again it's not really like the greatest thing in the world to just say, oh, you know, you were, you know, had a bad life. Go ahead and treat people like crap. That's not fine. <clears throat> but it is how it is. So I recommend Concrete Genie heavily to anyone. I don't care who you are, what walk of life you're from. That game is amazing. Next thing is The Division 2, which I have been playing for quite a while. I think I got, I don't know, probably like 10-ish hours, maybe a little more. I played until about 1-something last night, so I think it's possible that I have well over 10, probably like 12. Uh, I've gotten pretty far. I think I am level 12, 13, 13 to 14 maybe. <clears throat> and I've done a good portion of the campaign. Um, I had made a list on Google Keeps of all the quests, which I do for every game, just so I know, like, you know how far I've gotten into it, you know how much I have left, just kind of keep tabs on myself. So I've done only eight of the main campaign, but I've done a ten of the side quests. But the side quest list is massive. There are so many side quests. Um, it is a extensive game, but it is still fun. It's about as fun as the first one. Uh, I like the aesthetic of being in DC. I love the fact that they say that it is a one-to-one -one scale. So it is a big city, and <laughs> running from point to point. In reality, no one can run as long as a game character can, so I know for a fact that that's not even a realistic... Oh, how long does it take to walk across? I don't know, let's just go for it and see what it is. You're not walking that fast. You're not running that fast. That's that's not real. But, <clears throat> especially through traffic in the streets and having to stop for traffic. But it is a very beautiful game. Um, they did a very good job with how it looks. I know I looked through pictures after I was playing for a while... I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty spot on. Like, the buildings and styles and stuff do look accurate. Um, though I've never been to DC myself, I've only, like, passed through by a train, but I didn't even pass through it. I think I passed right beside it. So it is really cool. I do miss the winter aesthetic of the first one. That was probably one of my favorite things of the first one. Gunplay does feel better. It's to feel a little bit more fleshed out, uh, impact seems better there is a little bit of delay but i think it's just because it's an always online server so you kind of have to fight through the constant lag that does pop in occasionally even though you're playing by yourself the game is always online i, I wish there was a way to shut that off because i think it does cause some issues 
from the first one, one issue I remember having was where you shoot someone and almost a whole second later you hear, like if you hit them in the head, there's like this shot fire through flesh kind of noise when you get a headshot and when you do it in the first one, there was a delay, almost a second. Well, it still exists in the second one. That's still there, but it's fine because it's not a big deal. You're still getting kills. I play it solo. <clears throat> I play the first one solo. It is a challenge. They made it a lot more difficult for first for like solo players because it they want you to do it with other people, but you can play it by yourself, which is what I do, and it is a lot challenging. It is a lot more difficult to play alone. Um, but I enjoy the challenge because I think the first one was a little bit too easy. I don't know if anyone agrees with that concept, but I, I think the first one was kind of easy because I flew through it and was 100% completing everything when the game started breaking. I think it was my computer at the time, though, because it was having bugs, and at, I still haven't gone back and tried it. Like, I was, I gave up on the small TV side stuff when I was like, okay, screw it, the game's not running, let me just stop, uninstall, wait for the second one to come out. Second one runs flawlessly. Um, load times when you fast travel isn't that slow. I think it's maybe about five seconds, if that. Which isn't much, considering how the first one took almost twice as long for me. Uh, again, I have like a way better computer now, so it might have been just the device I was using. So, that isn't that bad. Uh bad guys act a whole lot more realistic and a whole lot more challenging now they actually know where you are where you're going uh how to get around you how to flank you um they actually are, are smart they actually made like some form of intelligent ai with it which is really cool and it, that's why it makes the game challenging because they know what they're doing uh the perks that you get, the abilities you get to use are the same. I think they added maybe like one or two, but they're similar. They're designed differently. The drone, which I have, I use that frequently, is a lot smarter now. <clears throat> it knows what it's doing a lot better, and it knows actually how to kill. Uh, beforehand, it would like shoot a couple rounds, sit there and hover, get shot at, shoot a couple rounds. This one, like, gets on the enemy and just, like, lays into him and really takes out the shields, which helps a lot, especially when I'm going against, like, the yellow tier. I think they're, like, epic tier villains. They're, they're a huge challenge. I think they're called elites. They're a huge challenge to get through and to break their shield down, especially when they have, um, like, a purple tier and then the regular grunts that are running around. You have to take them out just to get to the yellow guy because you have to sit there and lay his shield down. And if you don't have... You know, the, the time to sit there and mow it down while you have people shooting at you, you're going to be destroyed immediately. And that's actually some of the reasons why I've died. Other reasons why I've died is I usually don't do, like, distant combat. I usually get near the enemy. And getting near the enemy, I always forget where their spawn entrance is. So the doors around you typically are where they come from. And I, like an idiot, will put myself next to it. The door open, and here's three guys plus a big juggernaut-looking dude. And I'm running away, but they eat your shield up so fast that by the time I get behind cover, I've already lost my shield, and I've lost almost all my health except for, like, one more bullet. <clears throat> Which has caused my death very frequently. So that is one of the big reasons why I die a lot in the game, is because I put myself too close to stuff. I'm not really a distance combatant. I don't really... 
like fighting from far away. Uh, I do have a carbine rifle that is like a semi-automatic, so you'd think it's distance shots, but I don't ever set the gun up for long distance because of there is a group of enemies called the hyenas that have idiots that just take whatever blunt or bladed weapon they can and just charge you. So you need to be ready for that. And getting up close and personal and being able to unload 21 high-powered heavy heavy hitting rounds onto people um, does a lot of damage. Three shots to the chest, three shots to the chest, three shots to the chest. You still have a lot of rounds. You can take out a lot of people. So that's why my combat style is getting up on them. <clears throat> the story is pretty much you go in, you're trying to help those in D.C., uh, get rid of the bad guys and stop. I think a rogue division agent is like the big deal. <clears throat> Sorry. So it's very similar because the first one was about a rogue division agent and finding out that the doctor who created the virus in the first place, um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about the disease spreading on currency. But it's the same thing. A division agent goes rogue and goes bad, and you have to stop him. Well, this one, it's another rogue division agent. you got to stop them. And their impact on all of the different factions that are trying to take down all the good guys in D.C. So it's a very straightforward, simplistic storyline. But the variety with the uh, enemies is cool and fun um their use of different things and different weapons and styles of combat is interesting because they add variety to the game before it wasn't that varied they had some variety in the combat with the bad guys was it wasn't severe um side quests are fun even the simple little side quests there's actually like some girth to them and there's a good quantity of them and i, I feel like by the time i hit 30 i will have not complete all of it so you know they give you a good meaty amount of side quests and then the campaign as well to level the carry up and get to max and then start reworking on the world tiers that requires you to go into the dark zone i'm not sure if i'll do the dark zone i do know i want to try it because i was a huge fan of the dark zone back in the day but i didn't go into it often because it was a lot of uh sweaty nerds who would sit there and like camp gates or uh camp the drops and just annihilate you and they were always like top tier and they didn't need the gear from you they didn't need anything from you they did it just to kill you and piss you off so it was kind of asinine it's like playing the siege and trying to get to do it for fun and then there's always the guys that are like you're taking this serious enough you gotta do better you suck man and just start shit talking you yeah you don't have to be so over the top hardcore like just a sweaty gamer like that's unnecessary and you're ruining experience for everyone else that wants to play this game um see so yeah, i haven't gotten that far um but i'm enjoying every second i've been playing it it is a blast it is fun the completion of it the combat of it the uh, wall cover to cover the strategy behind it and using your um, different weapons using your um, 
health, your grenades, your abilities, you know, you use it all. And they do really show with the way they built the combat that you do use everything at your your disposal to win in combat. So I think it's really cool. It's not like, you know, you can run around with just a handgun, which, by the way, for about two or three missions, I did run just handgun and try to avoid using anything else. I did end up using a grenade because it just quickened the, the combat because this handgun alone, even if you get a really high-powered handgun, you are still going to take forever to do anything and get anywhere. So even though the handgun is a really good gun and it's really fun, it is very slow because seven rounds, even if their shots are about almost up to par as your rifle, seven rounds does nothing. And the RPM is a lot faster, a lot higher, so... So you end up uh, taking a really long time to get through um, combat scenarios. So that's why I ended up um, going back to just the rifle shotgun and use the handgun when I needed to because it just it took too long. And I don't like spending a forever long time on video games. Long as like I say, I think I said I ever spent on one was 130 hours on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and that was everything. That is completing the whole campaign as well as all the DLC. Everything. That is the longest time I spent on one game and was able to say I've 100% completed. I don't even think I can say 100% complete Assassin's Creed. I mean, any Assassin's Creed, any uh, Elder Scrolls games. Because of how much is in there, how in-depth those games are. But, yeah, so far I'm loving The Division 2. I think it's great. It's pretty fleshed out. There's very few bugs. I don't think I ever run into any. Honestly, I think some dialogue hiccups, but they're so small. And it's just situational. Um, for example, loading into a control point that you have GTF uh, officer covering it because you took out all the bad guys when it gets attacked by the hyenas or the true sons and you take them out. And if you're next to the guy, the dialogue to hit F to provide supplies, which I need for some uh, projects, which are available, um, at, uh, settlements, it won't pop up. So you have to fast travel away and fast travel back. I was so close to the original spawn point of that control point. And I didn't think it would let me, but it let me fast travel right to it. So it let me fast travel to, I don't know, a five second normal speed, no sprint walk from where I was. And it reset it. So fast travel is a nice way to get around. A lot of the times I use fast travel because I don't want to do the long runs, especially like, you know, as big as DC is. And how um, often you run into bad guys. Never sit your controller down or your, like walk away from your keyboard and mouse. If you just wiped out some guys, they'll spawn on top of you. I knew that because I went to go do something for my mom when she called me. So I just got done taking out some baddies, some hyenas I think. Walked back, do something, came back, I was dead. So, it obviously, they don't care how close you are. They'll respawn them, they'll go back on patrol, and they'll just walk right by you. And if you didn't log out or go to a save point, you're dead. So, be aware of that. So, so far, Division 2, great, highly recommended. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about uh, was the news of the new Arkham game called Legacy that's going to come out. So I'm excited about this because I absolutely love the Arkham series, especially with all of the varying characters we've had over the years. I mean, we've had K 
Calendar Man. You've had Hush, uh, the Virgin Ventriloquist, uh, the Great White Shark, who has just a very interesting uh, backstory. Uh, I think he's one of the cooler ones, one of the cool low-tier, low-level ones. Uh, Killer Moth was in it. Uh, Maxi Zeus, who runs a gang, and he thinks he's like the reincarnation of the, the god Zeus. He's an idiot. Um, Firefly's in there, Ratcatcher's in there, which no one really knows much about him. I didn't know about him until I played that game. Uh, pulling up his stuff. Uh, Humpty Dumpty, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And then some of those repeat. Um, they even have Clayface. Um, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. I love him. I love his story. Uh, he's, he's one of the cool ones. Hush is in there. Um, Black Mask, of course, Killer Croc. Uh, each game redesigns them a little bit, of course, because of newer graphics and uh, new tech to redesign the character models. So that's something that you have to contend with. Uh, Albert King, he's a gang member. He's a pain in the ass. Azrael, his storyline is great. If you haven't heard of him and you're a DC fan, Wikipedia, Azrael, A-Z-R-A-E-L, his is just awesome i love it he's like a modern day knights templar trying to be like batman because of his order that's trying to turn him into that uh so he's really cool uh deacon blackfire is in here um and i'm looking at them from a range of all the games so not just one of them on all of them uh professor pig he's around in there uh of course two-face and then bat family members they give you a good variety of characters that may or may not have been heard of, which is really neat. And I'm glad that they did that because it gives you more information on the lore, especially for like OG fans who actually have sat there and read through like villain lists and by backstories and biographies and, and, and plots and, and the different comics themselves. I didn't read a lot of comics. I never had the money to buy a bunch of Batman comics. I never spent the time, took the time, the money to spend them because I always had movies and TV shows to watch on Batman. And then I had Wikipedia's that I could sit here and just, you know, spend hours reading on the different kinds of villains and the different kinds of Bat of Robins. Um, a lot of my friends didn't know there were multiple Robins and that there was two female Robins. Um, Stephanie Brown. And I can't remember the other girl name, but she's actually from an alternate reality. She's not a true bad girl because she's from an alternate dimension. But anyways, back to the new one coming out called Batman Legacy. Um, based off of uh, Sabi, or um, also known as a new underscore Wabi Sabi. He is a well-known industry insider who has leaked a lot of information. I think he's also been like... Uh, warned with a lawsuit from Nintendo because he released information about E3 and they did not like that. You know, Nintendo and their their legalities, they're very particular about the shit that goes on in the industry surrounding them as well. So, Sabi said, Arkham Legacy, question mark, question mark, the stuff about the playable family seems to be legit. So, the idea is that you'll be able to play if not all, most of the Bat family. So all of the sidekicks that have existed and all of the you know, current standalone allies. So that'll be really neat. Uh, people are kind of hoping, I've seen rumors, people saying, please to love a guy, let me play Arkham Knight. Or let me play Jason Todd. Because, you know, Jason Todd playing the Red Hood with dual handguns and being like a badass, busting people up and then shooting them would be really fun. I think with the 
Arkham Mechanics, the Arkham Fighting Mechanics, which I can't remember what it's called, but there's actually like a name for that system that got pushed into the um, Assassin's Creed games where, you know, you block, you parry, you block, you parry, you, you parry, you hit, you parry, you hit, you know, it's, it's chain combat. There is a name for it. I can't remember what it is. I used to know it because I used to talk about it a lot to people saying how it's the best combat. It's in Mad Max. Um, that mechanic with Jason Todd's fighting style and with using guns will be really, really cool to see happen. Uh, will they do it? Who knows? So far, these are all just rumors, but the rumor mill with him is usually pretty solid. So people are kind of taking this with some respect and saying, okay, yeah, this is going to be a thing. We'll, we'll have this great, cool. You know, this would be, this we need. Um, it's also rumored that the court of owls will play a huge part. So probably they're going to be trying to like dismantle the bat family, I think, which would be kind of fun because the court of owls is huge. The amount of villains that are involved in there, the amount of rich people and the assholes that are involved in them. And, would be really neat to see um, and how they play through it <clears throat> and provide uh, part of the story. Um, so far, we haven't gotten any official details. There's no information. As far as you know, Warner Bros. Montreal is going to be working on one, and those games have just been an absolute blast. I think they're going to be a phenomenal entertainment and a, a great game. Like I think those games are phenomenal alone and having the ability to play another one soon uh, but because there's no detail and it was a leak we probably won't see until 2021 2022 um, as far back as 2023 so that's kind of a bummer uh, moving on we have Assassin's Creed's um, co-creator and director for the first two Assassin's Creed games uh, Patrice Dizelet I probably butchered that but he is one of the main guys for the Assassin's Creed series and one of the guys who started the whole thing from the ground up and one of the minds behind it. So thank you, Patrice Dizalette, for making one of my favorite game series of all time. Anything Ubisoft, if you haven't been able to tell by now, I'm an absolute enthralled with because I think they're some of the best things to ever exist. Ubisoft games are my my thing i love them no matter how flawed or broken they are i loved uh far cry primal that everyone hated because it was just a reskin that game was freaking awesome i honestly would go back and play it right now if i had the time to because the uh building up your camp bringing other members to it and safely and then upgrading the spear to where all you do is heave that thing into people was so fucking fun i gotta tell you i never used the bow and arrow often unless i ran out of um spears all i would do was find more spears and just heave those things into people because it's massive you're a giant uh cro-magnon man like first starting up homo sapien and you're beefy as hell so you can take this giant stick that you've sharpened down add spikes and stuff too because it's where the upgrading system comes from and just launch that thing from your own bare hands into someone knocking them off the feet into a tree is the coolest thing ever of course it's insanely violent i love that so that was one of my favorite things about that game once i upgraded the thing and knew the power behind the spear i never stopped using the spear i always made sure that i had the stuff for it i had the max capacity available for it 
that it was like top tier. Of course, I upgrade everything else just in case I need like backups so of the clubs. Uh, taking a club, holding it sideways, and slinging it at someone's noggin, and just watching it go boom, and their bodies just hit the ground as if it was, you know, a bag of potatoes. It's, it's hilarious. But the spear is the coolest because if there's like open space behind someone, you hit them with that spear, especially at an angle, they're flying and they're going to go for a while, which is awesome. So, sorry, tiring. I love uh, Ubisoft games. I always will, no matter how trashed here and how hated they are. Um, yeah. Uh, Unity, not Unity. No, yes. Unity is part of my favorite game so far because I love the uh, French setting uh, at me. So, people refer to Patrice Dizelette, who know who he is, as the Assassin's Creed guy, because he is, like, the brain behind it, and it's it's really cool. Um, when people ask, you know, how do you feel about it, he said, and I quote, I don't know, man, honestly, I don't know. Uh, uh, he said, uh, do you... Uh, whether he's happy about being considered the Assassin's Creed guy, I said a little bit, if you're going to spend years on something, I hope that happens. The Breath of the Wild, wow, that was a game where... Uh, you could do anything once you finish the first half or so. Now you're going to just climb towers and unfog the rest of the map. Sorry, it's my fault. Because he was the one that introduced the concept of climbing uh, the towers in uh, the original Assassin's Creed to get the synchronization points. That was him. So every game that has ever come out that has a climbing mechanic to go to a point of interest, to do something at the top, it's all his fault. So Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Shadow of Mordor through Monolith... Um, well, you know, watched all Ubisoft, but uh, Monolith, uh, Breath of the Wild, like you mentioned, those games and that whole concept of climbing a tower to get somewhere and then having to drop off of it—it's all his fault. But you know, it, it adds something else to it, and then being able to get to a top high point in a game and look over the vast world that exists is such a uh, a joy because you get to look at the map and like, wow, that's all that I get to play around in. And from the bottom, it doesn't look like much. But when you're at the top, well, from the bottom, it's like, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to get there. It's like the same shit over and over and over again. Which, duh. I mean, back in the day, things all looked the same. Buildings back in old school France, um, especially in the thick of the buildings, didn't really change much. Because there wasn't you know, a lot of uh, variety in architecture, I guess. So, the game. if you look at any old school town in France, which I have because I've looked at property there, the buildings look very similar. So in the games, they're going to look very similar. But when you're looking over Tobin, you see like, you know, the thickened the buildings of the residential areas, uh, the businesses, the docks, the slums. It's all really cool to see. So even though a lot of people are like, oh, I got to climb another fucking tower. Again, I love Ubisoft games. I don't even give a crap. But... Uh, the act of doing it is just kind of fun because it's like, okay, you know, Miles to go to the tower. And then you look around, it's like, oh, it's nice. And then just jump off and back to it again. But that moment of just, oh, look at that. That's really cool. That's what I get a kick out of. So I love that. Um, so I think it's funny that he apologized for it. But I think he knows that people actually kind of do enjoy it at some points. But, yeah, it is what it is. Uh Another one piece, last piece of Ubisoft news, and this is going to be the last thing for the day. Uh, I need to get myself together. i got things to do. I just remembered I need to do this this morning. Is another thing from Ubisoft. Um, again, I'm sorry. Uh, so from the, uh, I think the CEO 
of Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me that's playing through the audio. It was, wasn't it? I hope not. I'll find out in post. Um, the CEO of Ubisoft, uh, Yvette's Gilmate. Sorry. The CEO of Ubisoft. Um, <clears throat> apologized and was brutally frank appraisal of Gross Recon Breakpoint. And let me start to see if I can find the exact quote where he said, um, yeah, so know that the changes Breakpoint made to the Ghost Recon formula have been strongly rejected by a significant portion of the community and that the uh, sales of it were not as good as he had hoped. Um, they were kind of low and that the game just underperforms as a primary reason for the company's just announced delays of some of its high-profile games, which I just pulled up. And those high-profile games include, uh, I think, Gods and Monsters is one of theirs. They delayed. Um, Watch Dogs Legions was delayed. And I think that was that was it. But I know they delayed those two. That was a huge disappointment because I think those were slated for, like, February and March. So they were very upcoming and not even pushed back because, uh, and I quote, um, vow to implement and I quote significant changes to our production processes to fix the game so they're basically pulling everyone off of every project and it's like hey we need to go through this game piece by piece find all the fuck ups and change them and also go through and redesign a lot of the mechanics because people are pissed and, and very much so I didn't buy um, Wildlands initially I bought that game oh my god I don't know like a year year and a half after it launched so i bought it well after it had been fixed and well the dlc was all out so i was able to go through all of it um yeah that game was great i loved it so much i think it was a fun 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 experience i i can't tell you how much that game was such a big impact on my experience and my my appreciation of ubisoft games because to me it's one of the best that they've released. And I, I love it. It's such a, a masterpiece. And I thank them for that one. Seeing all the news, especially from the beginning of Breakpoint, all like the bad rap it's getting and seeing all the bugs, that hurt me because I was like, damn, you know, I wanted to play it now. And I was kind of hoping, you know, they wouldn't have so many bugs and issues. Oh my God, do they have so many issues and so many problems. So now that it's more fleshed it's going to be more fleshed out i'm waiting until there's like an announcement on or someone's like hey the game's playable cool i'll get it until then i'm not going to do anything with it that's why i'm playing division because i heard that game wasn't busted and it was also very cheap i wanted the hundred dollar gold collection with the dlc and i got it for 30 bucks because they had a 70 percent discount on their free weekend two weekends ago i think so or one weekend ago so i i had to get that it was cheap and it was so fun, but anyways, I'm really upset that Breakpoint's so busted. But um, you know, the CEO is like, you know, we're we're sorry. It, it's it's a piece of shit. It's not like where we want it to be. No one's happy about it. Trust me, we we obviously know, and we're working on it. So I'm a little upset they're delaying those games, but I'm glad they're going to fix what they have. So they're fixing what they what's out now. Okay, well, you know, we'll get our product that's currently in hands of customers, we'll get it working, and then we'll we'll go from there. So, I'm glad they're doing that. I think it's a smart move, 
and I'm, I'm hoping that I can see it well enough by next summer. I don't know if it's going to take them that long. Considering the fact those games were supposed to be out in February and March, they must be putting like a lot of, you know, pulling out all the stops and just working on that game wholeheartedly for months. Which makes you worry, like, how broken is the code really? And how far deep does that stuff go? But, Rick, I digress. It's going to be okay. They'll work on it. They'll get it fixed. They'll get exactly where it needs to be. And then we'll have a, another fantastic Ubisoft game on our hand to get, you know, sit down and play and, you know, lose our minds in. So, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. And I'm ready to play it. But I'm going to wait six months, eight months. That's not a big deal. I can wait. So, that's all I have for this week um i wanted to find a bit more uh give a little bit more stories uh, of course all of them were ubisoft based except for um batman uh, i love batman dc is my favorite thing and my favorite character and my favorite world or universe is um batman so that bit of information in those games i've played highly recommend all of them that i was talking about this at the very beginning um but yeah that's it um thank you very much for listening um like uh leave a review on whatever podcast app uh you have um five stars i hope but if not you know please give me some advice what do you want me to do i do plan on bringing people in um i want to review uh i want to um not really interview but bring in a few guests i have like three planned so far just don't have dates uh might be the upcoming next three i'm not sure yet but just look out for that so thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoy this has been the board gamer podcast and i'll talk to you all in the next one